Uh, welcome back, guys and girls, and um, however you prefer to be labeled. Um, um, I just sorry, guys, it's just a thing that I say. Um, anyway, uh, we are continuing our thirty-two in thirty-two, and I gotta tell you, I might be way off at where we are right now. Um, so a little bit of like what I do, I kind of. Go through every team game by game, kind of how I feel about the team, kind of who the players are, just based on data of like how the um, schedule lays out, how people are traveling, um, who's on the team, uh, that who they lost, who they gained. A lot of it is very simple. It's like what teams, what were their records last year? Did they get better or did they get worse? It's more nuanced than that, but for the most part, that's kind of what it is. So... At number 26, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think I, so I've actually kind of like tuned out like national media. Sometimes I'll turn on Fox Sports or ESPN or that kind of stuff, just kind of hear what they're saying. Um, But, you know, I, I, I tend to listen to other Panthers podcasts, sometimes some fantasy podcasts. And a lot of that, those times will touch on the NFC South. Um, and I had a big opinion about the saints because I was just, I'm like, how did they get better? Like they just did it. They didn't get better and they were already bad with a bad coach and they brought in a bad quarterback. So I think that same logic applied to, uh, Tampa. Um, but people had just accepted that logic for Tampa. Um, and they didn't accept that logic for, um, the the Saints. So so about about like 30 minutes before this or an hour, I'll do like very, very deep dives on who they brought in their coaching staff, um, who they drafted, uh, what free agents they brought in, what free agents they lost, talk look at age, look at injury history. Like I'm pretty thorough in um in what I do before uh I, I come on. Um and so when I do my 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 uh, win loss records, I'm, I'm I would say I'm about fifty to seventy five percent thorough, uh, and then I like I'm like a hundred percent when I right before I do these because I want to have as much information as possible that I think is interesting and it kind of flows with uh, whatever the podcast is. So I think I'm I think I might have messed up with the Buccaneers. I I think that they are going to be better than we thought. Um, and I should have known it because I'm, I'm I'm so consumed about being right about how bad the Saints are because they're bad um, that I even made a tweet about this. So I uh, I looked at the the Saints roster and I looked at um, the Bucks roster and I said, okay, let's see. Saints are projected nine and a half wins, and the Buccaneers are projected a six and a half wins. So let's look at the coaches. Well, Dennis Allen has a career a career win percentage of twenty a point. To eight, up to 28%, basically, 28.3% uh, win loss record. Um, and the most wins he's ever had is seven. So we expect him to outperform by two and a half wins when they got worse. So then you're like, uh, you make an argument, well, he was on the uh, the Raiders and they had a you know terrible team because that's just, we just say that as an argument without actually having real data behind it. 
was like, okay, let's look at uh, let's look at uh, their win percentage. Um, okay, All right, look at let's look at their quarterbacks that he played with. Um, he had Carson Palmer, who was really good. Derek Carr, who apparently is really good. Um, and uh, they worked with uh, Andy Dalton last year. Had Andy Dalton, which, which had his most wins ever, and Terrell Pryor. Those were his four quarterbacks. Three of them have been Pro Bowlers. So he had Pro Bowler and Palmer, Carr, and Dalton, and then he had Pryor for a small bit of time with the Raiders. So you have three Pro Bowl quarterbacks, and the most wins you have ever won is seven with Andy Dalton? Doesn't doesn't look good for you. Um, So then I was like, okay, well, they think Carr is going to be really, really good. Uh, So let's look at Carr's win percentage. Uh, His 40% win percentage. Uh, passer rating 91.8 and completion percentage of 64.8 or 64.6. All right. I'm going to say the other, I'm going to go, I'm going to say the other one and then I'll compare line by line just so it's easier to follow along. So I went to Buccaneers um, and they're projected six and a half wins. So three wins less for a team that won the division last year. So Bulls win percentage is 40%. This his most wins ever is ten, so it's it's. I mean, he's he's played with. Let's get the quarterbacks he, he's worked with. Brady last year, uh, the only year he worked with them. Sam Darnold, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Matt Moore were his quarterbacks. One had Carson Palmer, Derek Carr, who we think is good, Andy Dalton, and Terrell Pryor. Uh, Bowles had Brady last year, but that was only eight wins. Um, and uh, Darnold, Sam Darnold, Fitzpatrick, and Matt Moore. But he has a higher win percentage. Okay, let's let's just see what Baker has. So Baker has a 45.8 win percentage. His passer rating is 86.5 for his career, and completion percentage is 61.4. All right, so let's do, let's just go through that again and compare even lines. Allen, 28%, most wins 7. Bulls, 40%, most wins 10. Checkmark, Bulls. Carr, win percentage, 40%. Passer rating, 91.8. Completion percentage, 64.6. Baker, win percentage, 45.8. Passer rating, 86.5. Completion percentage, uh, 61.4. And Baker's won a playoff game. So, I don't think there's a lot of difference between um, Carr and Baker. Um, I think Baker's bad. I think Carr's bad. I think Carr, it, he, he he's fine. Like he he, he had he's played with really great players. Um, he's had to come from behind. He hasn't had a good defense. Nobody's arguing that. Um, apparently, he has a really good defense now, which he doesn't. Uh, so let's just say, let's just call it even, or even give a a, a slight uptick to the Saints because of Carr. Um, I think that Bowles is better than Allen, and then you can say Carr is better than Baker, whatever. Whatever you want to say. They're, they're, they're kind of neck and neck, though. Right? Let's just, they're pretty, pretty even. So then you're looking at the, uh, the rest of the roster. And then I look at these players, and I said, Let, let's, the most important players on the team, I just said the best 10. Um, so with, uh, with the um, Saints, let's go Carr, Kamara, Michael Thomas. Alave, Ramchick, Jordan, Davis, Lattimore, Matthew, May. I think everybody would kind of consider those the 10 best players on the team. 
they're, they're eight pro bowlers. Eight pro bowlers are on that team of those top ten. Uh, so I look at the Buccaneers. I said, what's the best ten, ten players that are currently on the roster? Um, Got to have quarterbacks. I have Baker, White, Evans, Godwin, Wirfs, uh, White, uh, other White, um, White on defense and White on offense because I want to use the running back because that's an important position. Um, David, Levante David, Shaq Barrett, Vita Vea, Winfield Jr., and Carlton uh, Davis. That's 11, but uh, I added Carlton Davis just because I want you to know that there's another good player on the roster. All of those are eight Pro Bowlers. So eight Pro Bowlers, eight Pro Bowlers. Well, it feels like the Bucks are older. It just has that feeling like they just like have just been doing it for a little while. Of those 10 players, those 10 best players, the Buccaneers, their average age is 27.4, which is kind of like right in line with the average age of the NFL. That's way younger than I thought it would have been uh, for, for those guys. Um, Cause they just feel like they've been around for a while. And I think that's what really messed me up. The other, the, the 10 on the saints, 29.8. Those dudes are old. Those dudes are getting older. And I feel like the bucks have more good players. All right. So we got that out of the way. I think that they are very similar talent wise teams, except the Bucks are younger. Uh, Baker's younger than Carr. Carr's going to be 33, I think, when he starts the season next year, 32 or 33. Um, they had a lot of dudes, a lot of old dudes. I've, I've touched on the Saints already. I don't need to keep talk, talking about them. But I'm just comparing just the narrative versus what's actually there. Do we think that old Cam Jordan is better than uh, uh, Vita Vea or um, Levante David, Shaq Barry, like any of these guys that can get to the passer? Um, I guess I guess you can throw Granderson into um, the Saints as well. But like, they just got better front seven dudes. And then on the back end, I think the Saints have a slightly better secondary, but they're always hurt. So they got uh, that kid, uh, Neil, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Ryan Neal, not Keanu Neal, because they lost him, but uh, Ryan Neal. Um, that guy's pretty good on, uh, as a safety. And then you got Carlton Davis and uh, Winfield Jr. Um, that's, that's a pretty good secondary. So I think I got the overall defense. At least the front seven's better. But they're kind of similar on, on that end. They both have a really good right tackle. The rest of the team isn't very good. The Bucks invested in their, their offensive line. So the Bucks are PFF have them 14. They have an above average offensive line. They lost Sha- Shaq Mason. Uh, but they brought in, they, they drafted um, uh, Mach, I think his name, and they have, um, uh, they still have Jensen. They, they, and these guys were all hurt last year. And they have Jensen, they still have uh, Wurfs. So I think they got a better O line, they got a better front seven, and they got an equal secondary, I guess. So then it comes to the skill positions. So you got Michael Thomas and um, Olave versus Evans and Godwin. I think that's easily Evans and Godwin. Sure, say Olave projected to be better, and if Mike Evans can play more than three games this year at 30 years old, maybe, even though we've seen Evans do it for eight straight years, have a 1,000 yards, the receivers are better on the um, Bucks. So then Otten versus Juwan Johnson, whatever. Say jo- Sure, Juwan Johnson, I don't care. Jimmy Graham, yeah. Juwan Johnson's so good that they needed to go get Jimmy Graham, sure. Um uh, and then they, uh, and then you got their backs. So Kamara's twenty eight years old, man. I don't, I don't know 
he's going to be suspended. I don't know how good he is. He ain't been that good lately. Um, but just give it to Kamara. So the only thing the Saints have over the Bucks is possibly tight end, running back, and slightly better secondary, perhaps. I don't know. Um, doesn't matter. I'm proving my, my point is that the Bucks are kind of good. Like they're they lost Cameron Bright. Otten, I think, played better than him last year. They lost Shaq Mason, but they, they, they filled that back in. Um, they lost Scotty Miller, who cares? Um, lost Murphy Button, Bunting, who cares? Uh, they lost like kind of their older people. Donovan Smith, kind of a big loss for him, but they they, they drafted and they refilled um, those, those holes on uh, the offensive line. Um, so let's go to. I, I actually also think what they are doing is pretty brilliant um, because. They are setting themselves up the way they drafted to either this division's open. If we see a way that we can win it, we'll go for it. If not, we're going to get a ton of picks for these other people that want to um, want to trade for a guy like Mita Vea or um, or um, Carlton Davis or um, uh, Winfield Jr. Like any of those guys, because those guys are still pretty young and valuable. So either we we see what we got, and if we don't get there, we get a bunch of picks in return. And we just we do kind of what the Bears did. The Bears uh, got rid of um, their linebacker and their uh, they, the front seven, basically. Um, so, but they drafted like they're rebuilding. So they draft uh, D tackle, O tackle, um, offensive tackle, um, defensive end, linebacker, tight end. All of these guys will take a little while to develop. So. Get them in with their the vets, pro bowlers, have them learn for a little bit. If they get to make the playoffs, great. If they don't, they're gonna they're gonna turn over at the end of the year, and these guys are gonna get playing time. So that's already kind of brilliant to me. Um and then yeah, so so you're you're thinking we saw Baker as a Panthers fan, right? And Baker was awful. He was terrible. But we've seen him be good before. And Kyle Trask, who knows? I mean, we just kind of assume this guy is a backup. Sorry. Um, we assume this guy is a backup, but we don't really know. Just like we don't really know about Jordan Love. We don't really know about um, uh, Desmond Ritter yet. I mean, like a lot of these guys are just kind of unknown, so we can only work with what we hear and uh, what the plan is for these guys. So they have uh, – they brought in – uh, Dave uh, Canales, I think I'm saying, saying his name his name right. This dude has been uh, the QB coach or passing game coordinator, one of the two, uh, for the Seahawks the last uh, five years. The last five years, their records have been uh, ten and six, eleven and five, twelve and four, seven and ten, nine and eight. Right? Seven and ten year was when uh, Russell Wilson broke his thumb, uh, and they just they he missed like six games. I think. Guess who the quarterback was last year? Another guy that got kind of written off, Geno Smith. So you're bringing up a guy that helped Geno Smith look like one of the most elite passers in the league. I mean, look, I'm not saying he was. I'm just saying he looked like it. Like he was excellent, excellent last year. His first start. Uh, his first like year of starting since the Jets. Um, so you're, you're kind of like, oh, I see what they're doing. They are, they're going to, it's quarterback whisper. It's like a day ball kind of thing, almost. It's like, so let's uh, 
let's see if we can build up Baker or Trask to be our guy. If one of them can be our guy, we still got a really good roster. We got crushed by injuries last year. We got a good roster. So I I think what how they've set up this, like I think the Saints, I think they're going to be bad this year, regardless if they are or not. They are going to stink for like five years after this year or next year because they're pushing they're they're pushing the cap down the road. All these guys are getting older. They're all going to retire or or you know they're going to get released. Um, and you're just going to have to start from scratch because Carr's 33 years old. Like he's not going to last forever. So they're all in. The Bucks are like like dipping their toe in. They're like we got a, we got a good roster. Um, if our quarterback's good, we can compete. If he's not, I got all these young dudes I just drafted. And then, you know what I can do next year? I, I, we can draft a guy. It's a pretty good quarterback class next year, you know? So, I think that they – I'm ner- so I thought that the Panthers would run through the NFC uh, South for a while. If, if the Bucks either develop Baker or Trask – or they decide to tank and get all these picks plus draft May or I don't think they're gonna be bad enough for Caleb Williams, but like one of those dudes, there's a good quarterback class last year, next year. And guess what? They're still gonna have this OC that develops quarterbacks. Look what Russell Wilson was like when he didn't have him. So I, I don't know, man. So I so let me let me tell you what I saw the Roth the, the how it played out. Um, when I did like my original win loss record that I may need to change and I may stay with it because I think it's, it's still, there's still a chance that it works out this way because I think if they do lose, they will just sell it, sell off. They'll do like kind of what the bears did. They'll sell off and they'll lose. Um, so I have, uh, they have at Minnesota. I think that's uh, a loss. Um, just mostly cause it's a way new quarterback coming in, new offensive scheme, like, it's just going to take a little bit of time, I think. Um, you have Chicago uh, at home. I have that as a win. Um, but I, that's the Chicago and Tampa Bay are both kind of I, – I think that's a win. Uh, I, I, now I, I definitely think it's a win. At home against Philly, it's a, it's a loss because you're still not going to be able to run the ball because you don't have power backs. That's another thing. I, I'm going off. I'm, I'll, I'll get right back on them, I promise. Uh, but uh, their backs are – um, White, uh, Sean Vaughn, and Chase Edmonds. There's no power back. It kind of just means like you want these dudes in fantasy. They're going to catch passes. There's going to be a lot of action, um, which is weird because this dude's coming from Seattle, and Pete Carroll loves to run the ball. Kenneth Walker, Chris Carson, Marshawn Lynch. Like he likes these like power guys. None of these guys are power guys. They're all pass catching guys. So. I'm 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 pretty interested to see how he what he does. I'm, I wonder if it's like kind of more like Bruce Arians kind of flair to it. Um, you know, kind of the you know, David Johnsons of the world um, that would, that came in there with under Arians. Um, back to it. So I have lost at Minnesota, win against Chicago at home, lost Philly at home, lost at New Orleans. I think that's still a loss because they can't take advantage of their poor offensive line uh, and their secondaries, their strength. And I think Michael Thomas is still playing at the point. Maybe we'll see. Um, 
I got lost uh, at home in Detroit. Um, except, man, that could be a win too. Because Detroit is a big office line. They're going to want to run the ball. Um, but Tampa Bay's front seven is really, really good. And they're going to clog the middle of the field. Amon Ra ain't going to be that good against uh, against that uh, front seven and secondary. Uh, so that could be a win. Look, so let me go have what I have, and then I'll come back and I'll see if, if I change my mind about how else it could play out. So at Minnesota loss. Sorry, guys. At Minnesota loss. Win at home against the Chicago. Lost at home against Philly. Lost um, at New Orleans. Loss at home against Detroit. They beat Atlanta because uh, they can stop the run. Uh, loss at Buffalo. Uh, win at Houston because they can stop the run. Win home Tennessee because they can stop the run. Loss at San Francisco. Uh, win at Indy because they can stop the run. And then so I think right here is when they start looking at themselves. You go uh, right here. They're uh, four, five, six. One, two, three, four. So five and six. I think right here they look at themselves. And I think I think Carolina is going to jump out like firing and I think they're gonna look at Carolina and say they're, they're too far ahead at five, because five, I think I think Panthers will be probably around let's see seven and four eight and three at this point um so I think that they'll look at themselves and they'll say let's just everybody wants these guys everybody started getting hurt and I think they do a sell-off right here so I think they uh lose at home to Carolina lose at Atlanta lose at Green Bay lose at home to Jacksonville lose at home to New Orleans lose at Carolina so I think they have uh, six losses at the end of the season just because I think they they sell off on the team. Now, after I kind of looked over this again and see all these good players that are in their 20s that kind of felt like they were old, let me kind of do a redo of what could happen based on their strengths. Uh, at Minnesota, secondary ain't great. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, that could be a win. So win, still win Chicago. Philly comes to town. They still have good corners. Uh, you're not taking advantage of Hargrave leaving Sue and um, Joseph winning uh, leaving. So even though it's at home, it's still a loss. At New Orleans, they ain't good. That's a win. Um, home against Detroit, uh, that's a win. They're not going to score against you. They, they don't have the. I mean, the, what they do well, you also do well. Uh, Atlanta is still a win. At Buffalo, still a loss. At Houston, still a win. Uh, Tennessee, uh, you can talk to run, still a win. At San Francisco, still a loss. Uh, at Indy, still a win. Home Carolina, um, I just think they have too many, it's too many misdirections, and I don't think they're fast enough on defense right now. So I still have it as a loss. At Atlanta, you can stop the run, so it's a win. Uh, at Green Bay, you can stop the run, so it's a win. Jacksonville is still a loss because they take advantage of your, uh, Lack of secondary depth. Um, New Orleans is a win. And that Carolina is still a loss. I mean, you lose to Carolina twice. Because like, uh, you split last year, but only because Tom Brady went Tom Brady at the end of the year. So let's see. That's like, that, could, that could be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There is a world Tampa could go 11 and six. That's the most I could see them getting. There is a world where they can win 11 and go 11 and six. Don't think it's going to happen because I don't trust the quarterback still, even though I think they get better. Um, so I'm probably, even though I have them at five and 12, it probably changes. And I think, they, I think they're going to have them at least seven wins. So I would bet the over on their six and a half. And I think they 
because they'll have the tiebreaker with the Falcons at this point, I think that they are the second best team in the NFC South. And if I have time, I'll adjust. I'll adjust uh, my um, my original uh, rankings just because I didn't know how good this team still was because they were only eight nine last year with Tom Brady. Man, they got destroyed with injuries. Um, I don't think that uh, Leftwich was a, a very good OC. You can kind of see that right now. It's not like he didn't get a, a bunch of offers. I guess um, I think this guy, based on record, what he did with Geno, I think I think Bruce Arians knows offense, and I think um, I think this guy's going to be pretty good. It might take him a little. It might be a little learning curve because he's never been a coordinator before, but it, it could be pretty good. Um, so yeah, I. I don't know what I'm going to have it, but I'm going to have them better than 26 right now. So if you if you were a Tampa fan and you were like like pissed off that I have them the 26th uh, power ranking, that will change just because of the information that I have. And I'm sorry for being lazy, I guess. <laughs> so if if I am thinking about just off the cusp, I'm probably going to have them eight and nine this year, even though I have them five and twelve right now. Um, so I'll get the, I'll get those actual rankings out. Um, it, but they are fluid. They are, they are always changing, um, because we have new information and got signed with the bears. Didn't really change it for me, but people will still start signing. There'll still be trades. So, um, so yeah, I appreciate you listening. Um, I had no idea I was going to be speaking this long about Tampa, but they're, they're good players motivated because everybody's telling them how bad they are and just watch out watch out for tampa they could go for 11 wins i'm nervous i think what we do well as panther fans they don't do well i think we have just too much speed misdirection um i think we also run the ball really really well they're basically we will we will have really good play action we'll have good offensive line they won't be able to get to um the quarterback a lot. I we're getting the ball out quickly. I think that we are gonna be able to put up points to get some we like we did with Sam Darnold last year. Sam Darnold put up points to get some. So I um I think I don't think the Panthers have any trouble with Tampa being better than I thought. But they're better than I thought. All right, y'all. Um I said I was gonna come up with some sort of like, you know, see you later or like let's go or like whatever kind of sign off. Didn't do it. Sorry about it. Um but uh, sayonara, suckers!